Hey guys, welcome back to Motherhood, WTF. I talked to Sasha Davis, a mother of three who donated her eggs to a co-worker in 2009, which resulted in twins. We chat about her experience physically and mentally, and she answers the questions we really want to know about egg donation. Her story is both selfless and entertaining, and I had so much fun talking to her. Let's get into it. Okay, awesome. So now we're recording, and uh, thank you again for joining. I'm really excited to hear about this. When I saw your post in the Facebook page, I was like, this girl has to be really cool because I feel like that's (laughs) such a big sacrifice to make for anyone. Thank you. And so I'm really excited to hear about it. Uh, But first, uh, do you mind introducing yourself? Because this is actually the first time we've met as well. So I'd love to kind of learn a little bit more about you. My name is Sasha and I'm from Arizona. I have three girls and I enjoy yoga and really into walking my dogs right now. Um, I like painting. Oh, awesome. And coffee. I'm kind of obsessed with coffee. Oh, my God. Me, too. So what's your coffee maker of choice? Because I feel like that's like a big question for a coffee lover. Yeah, it's a Nespresso. Me, too. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) Me, too. It's like the strongest coffee, but it still tastes good. Yeah, it's so convenient. Expensive pods. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and, and what's your favorite flavor? Okay, so they discontinued my favorite. Um, my favorites are Bianco Leggero and Bianco Forte. Okay. Oh, yeah. I hate when they do that. Those were good ones, too. I know. I mean, I'm kind of, it's embarrassing, but I like the ones that have the flavors in them, which, like, I know is not the point of Nespresso. <laughs> but I have to say, like, my all-time favorite one is the gingerbread one. And my husband always rolls his eyes because when the holidays come around, I'm like stockpiling gingerbread Nespresso. <laughs> and he's like, I don't want to drink gingerbread all year. I'm like, I do. It's so good. You know? <laughs> I still have some of that left from last season. The pumpkin cake is so good, too. Oh, that one's good, too. So really, I'm so excited to hear about this. And first, I just wanted to know... Well, let me let me back up a little bit. So the topic for today on the third episode of the podcast here is going to be egg donation. And you said that you had donated your eggs to a coworker and that actually resulted in twins. Is yeah, that correct? A little boy and a little girl. Wow. Yeah. Oh. And were they fraternal or identical? No, they're fraternal. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. Okay. So that's awesome. I want to hear all about it and You know, at first I was just wondering, how does the process work start to finish? You know, kind of a Cliff Notes version, because I really don't know much about the process at all. Yeah, so the process for um, egg donation, it's a little bit different when you know the donor, because, like, obviously she was my coworker, so she knew me, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So it's different in that aspect. But um, for us, it was, we were coworkers, and we weren't, like super close co-workers or anything like that it's just like I knew her you know we worked together for years and I knew what she was going through and one day um, she had come up and was telling me about the most recent uh, attempt and 
um, that it resulted in a miscarriage and she was just like super bummed. I think that she had had another miscarriage before that. And it's very expensive doing fertility treatments. Um, and so she was telling me about that and she was just like bummed out and we were just talking and I was going through like a really hard divorce at the, at the time. And I was kind of just like, you know, talking to her about it. And, uh, she was saying that she thought that one of her only other options at this point was to find like an anonymous egg donor. And then mm-hmm. at that point it becomes like, you know, more time invested and then like right. way more expensive. Um, because if you have a, a donor that, you know, like, obviously I'm not going to charge her for my eggs, you know what I mean? Right. Um, so you whereas didn't charge you have... her. Oh, no, 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 oh, okay. no, <laughs> I didn't pay for it at all. I think, um, that's a lie. So I think it was like, I think she gave me like a thousand dollars so that I could be off for like a few days after the process to like help okay. me live. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but I think like, um, if you are just like an anonymous egg donor, if you just like went in to donate your eggs, you can make like seven to $10,000. It's crazy. Wow. Um, and I've heard yeah. that. I've heard that you can make a lot, but I, I know there are various steps you have to do before, you know, so it's not as easy as just going in and donating, right? Like there are a number of right. things you do before. Right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, um, you know, she was going over that with me and I just like blurted out, like, you can have my eggs. I'm not doing anything with them. Worse, <laughs> you know. So I thought I was done do? having kids, and she just kind of like stopped and she was like, "Really?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, why not? I'm not going to use them." And then like it, the subject dropped, and I want to say like a few days, maybe a week later, she came up and she was like, "Did you mean that? What you said?" And I was like, "What?" And she was like, "That I could have your eggs." And I was like, "Sure, yeah, <laughs> okay, um, why not?" You know. And like, she took me up on it. <laughs> I mean, I can't even get my coworkers to, like, buy me lunch. Right? <laughs> you know, like, if they buy me a coffee, they're like, oh, you owe me four twenty-five. Like, I can't even imagine having someone offer me something so personal. I can't even get my coworkers to, like, return an email, you know? Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, that's um, awesome. But... Yeah. So then we went, she scheduled an appointment with her fertility clinic and she went with Mm me and I had to undergo genetic counseling and testing and then um, psychologist appointment and a bunch of lab works and ultrasounds and, you know, all that great stuff. And then, um, then we did like, it was a few appointments and then I had to start giving myself injections in my stomach I want to say it was like twice a day, maybe three times. I don't really remember. Um, But yeah, so I think it was like a week, a week and a half. It was like to stimulate the follicles so that I would release way more eggs. Like, because they call it harvesting. Mm -hmm. And so when you go in for your procedure, they get, they take them all, you know, they stimulate you, your follicles so that you just boom, 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 pop them out, you know, and then they go and take them all out. Wow. But, um, yeah, so I started giving myself injections in the stomach and did that and had to go in for ultrasounds. I think, like, the last few days of it, it was, like, every single day because they had to, like, monitor, um, you know, how they were coming along. And right. and then I went in for the procedure, and it's done under gen- general anesthesia. Wow. And, um, yeah. And then I remember coming out of it and the recovery room is like, just like curtains and there's like other women in there, you know? 
Right. And I remember hearing the nurse um, in the next area over, the lady goes, how many eggs did you get? Because she was just coming out too. And then the nurse is like, oh, sweetie, you did so good. We got 19 eggs, you know, and she was so happy. And then I, she came over and I was like, well, I'm curious, you know, like, how many yeah. eggs did you get? And she goes, well, we got 58. And I was like, 58? Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. So like, this is probably a stupid question, but what do you do with the leftover eggs? Like... That's not stupid because I wanted to know that too. Cause like, obviously, <laughs> you know, um, they donated them to science. Okay. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. It's funny and when you said like 58 eggs, my mind just went to like, you take them and you put them in the back of your freezer, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like your own yeah. little storage capsule, but that's definitely not how it works. No. So I think they did actually, I think that is kind of actually how it works. Like, I think they did keep them like on ice for a while. Wow. Yeah. And then, but I think that, I think that you're paying for them to be stored like that. Right. And so at some point, um, I believe they, when they decided they didn't want to have any more kids, they just donated because it, it was their property at that point and their decision on what they were going to do with them. Oh. So then they just donated them to science. Okay. Wow. So they technically got all 58 of those eggs that they mm -hmm. can make their own decision with. Yeah. At any yeah. Point. They weren't mine wow. anymore after, after they took them out. Yeah. And those eggs, out of those eggs, they basically just like looked for the healthiest, most viable ones and implanted right. those. Wow. And you know, she got pregnant. Do you know how many they implanted? Because she ended up with twins. I so I, I wonder like, what, what those odds are like. Because yeah. I don't know if you're a fan of Friends, but it makes me think of the scene. Have you ever seen Friends? The, I the have show? seen that, yeah. You know, the part <laughs> where Phoebe <laughs> offers to have her brother's uh, kids. And, and I think the nurse was like, oh, we're going to put like eight in there. And um, and her brother was like, well, why don't you just put in like 50? And, and the wife's like, she's not a gumball machine. <laughs> like, it just it makes me think of that. <laughs> theory she could have gone back years later and been like I want to have more kids with these eggs and technically there's no there's no rule saying she has to tell you right so she yeah, could just kind yeah, of wow. yeah well that's crazy and what was like in your opinion what was like the hardest part of that process the hardest part of that process was um I think physically like the injections Mm -hmm. Um, not necessarily giving the injections to myself. I'm in the medical field, so it's not like that big of a deal. It was just like the feeling you feel like that medication makes you feel like so just like bloated and like full oh. feeling. And so it's like a really heavy feeling that you're walking around with, right? you know, the whole time. So yeah, that was like, I think the hardest part. That's like the nicest coworker. You're like the nicest coworker <laughs> I've ever heard of, man. <laughs> That's a lot yeah. of like sacrifice, even if it's just small things like giving yourself injections or taking a little time off work. Like that's a really great thing to do for someone. Yeah. Well, they were like, she's just like such a great person, you know? And I don't know. I felt like they deserved it. You know, they want to be parents so bad and yeah. Yeah. And it is, un it's, uh, it's so unfair how for some people it's so easy. And then for others, it's just so hard. Yeah. 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 I also
also got some questions from Instagram. So I posted on my Instagram that I was going to be talking to you and I got some really cool questions from people who either follow me or follow the Instagram I made for the podcast. Um, and one of the questions I was asked was, would you ever want to contact or see those twins as they got older? Um, so I'm actually friends with her on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not like in front, we're not like friends in real life anymore because we don't work together anymore. Okay. Um, but I'm, I, I am still friends with her on Facebook. So I do get to see like the pictures she posts and such and like just kind of watch them grow up. That's pretty cool. Um, and I had, I've met them before when they were younger. Um, if I were, if I wanted to like meet them in the future, I think I would just have to be like super respectful of them. Like if they weren't adults yet, I would definitely want their parents to be okay with that, you know? But if they were adults, then I mean, yeah, I would give them whatever they needed because I think we all deserve to know where we come from, you know? Right. And like, they didn't make that choice for themselves. That choice was made for them. So yeah, I'd be open to meeting them if that's what they needed. Wow. So how old do you think they are now? Or you probably know how old they are because you have them on Facebook or the mom on Facebook. Yeah. So I think that they're like 13. Wow. I feel like that makes the most sense. Yeah. Like 13, 2009, I think that happened. Yeah. Wow. And do you see yourself in either of them in the pictures or do you see your other kids? Features reflected in them? So I see my siblings. Wow. Like, yeah, like I look at the little boy and I'm like, that's my brother. And like the little girl, I'm like, that's my sister. Yeah. Wow. Genetics are yeah, I have, crazy. That, isn't that wild? I mean, yeah. they probably do look like me. I just, I don't even see my own kid. I don't see myself in, even in my own children, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. So maybe I'm blind to that. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah, I have, wow. um, I have sisters that are twins. Mm-hmm. And they look, the little girl looks like one of my sisters that are twins. That's a twin. Wow. That's so cool. And and do you live in the same area as the person that you donated your eggs to? Or are you two, like, residing in different areas now? Um, I think we still live in the same area. I'm pretty it- sure we're still, yeah. The reason why I ask is, like, could you imagine just, like, walking in the supermarket or something and seeing, like, someone who looks like a younger version of your siblings? And then you're like, oh, my gosh, like, that's my right? day. <laughs> yeah, because I would definitely notice her, um, uh-huh. the mom, if I saw her or the dad. Right. But if it was just, like, one of them running past me or something, <laughs> yeah, that would be wild. I wish it was something I heard about more because I feel like... IVF is just so expensive and so mentally and physically draining and hard for people. And this is an option that I really don't hear about that much, you know, in conversations or, you know, on TikTok or wherever. Like, it just seems like it's always IVF or bust. And this is a, a yeah. cool option that I don't think is explored Or people using... Yeah, or people using anonymous donors. It's, prob- right. it's probably... People probably more go towards that route because it's probably hard for some people to, I don't know, like have someone present in their life who donated those eggs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. 
And did that actually makes me wonder, like, did you have a conversation with her before, like where she kind of set like her boundaries on how she wanted it to go after the kids were born? Or, you know, was it just kind of implied, like, you know, once you have the kids, like I'll kind of stay out of the way or um, I'm just curious, like if you guys had that kind of conversation. No, we never had like a formal conversation about that. It was just like, like, maybe we just knew each other enough to know that I wasn't going to impede on her, you know, situation. And if I'm willing to do this, why would I, you know? Right. Um, Yeah, no, we never had a conversation, but like, she was always super cool and like, including of me, like, um, you know, I went over and and was able to see the kids multiple times. She would bring them into work on her days off. And um, even after when her kids were a little bit older um, and then I got pregnant with Chloe Mm -hmm. a couple years later, she had given me like all her baby stuff, you know, and yeah, she was super cool. That was like, she is super cool. (laughs) She's still around. (laughs) Yeah. She's still here. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, well, that's awesome. That's, really cool and I think it's awesome to have a positive example of how that can work out you know because I feel like a lot of things on the internet tend to lean towards like worst case scenarios or yeah you know the the woman comes back and starts demanding this or that or you know everything's just so outrageous when you try to research anything so I think it's cool to hear of a situation where it just all worked out very well for everyone involved what advice would you give to somebody who is considering donating their eggs either, you know, to a bank or to someone they know personally? Um, to someone, you know, in personally, that's in your life, I would just say, do like a self check and just make sure that that's something that you would definitely be okay with. Because like, it's easy to say, yeah, you know, on the fly, like I did, like, yeah, you can have my eggs, but it really, it does get deep, you know, like, yeah. I I think I told you like I I've had times where I'm thinking like there's two people out there in the world that have my genetics. You know what I mean? And right. I like, may never see them again. That's so weird. <laughs> it's yeah. a weird thing to think about. But like it, you know, just mental check. Make sure you're good with that possibility that you might not be in these people's lives forever right. or at all, really, you know? Um, egg donation wise, like to a bank, uh, so that you can become an, 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 an anonymous donor, mm-hmm. power move, do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're not using your eggs and you can get seven to $10,000 power move. I mean, you do that like what twice, well, probably three times here in California. And that's like a down payment for a house. <laughs> the house, right? Don't yeah. It. That's what I'm saying. Like do totally. it. I've, I've looked into it before and it's one of those things where I like start reading and then I get a little overwhelmed and I'm like, click out, you know, I've never (laughs) really read into the process, but what would you advise? Like we talked a lot about emotionally what it takes to do it, but physically, what would you recommend? You know, are there ways that you can physically prepare for something like that? Um, so you, they go by BMI. So like, obviously you have to be physically not overweight Um, you, uh, I'm trying to think of what else that there, I mean, you can't be, I think their cutoff is usually like 32, 32, I think some facilities cut you off at like 29 though, I think. So 
do it before you know <laughs> you before time runs out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you, you can have... donate in with that. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say, like, did you have to stop like drinking or eating certain things or like make lifestyle changes? Oh yeah. So you can't drink, you can't smoke. I don't smoke, so that was fine. But um, okay. also, while you're doing the medication to stimulate your follicles, uh-huh. you can't have sex. Wow. Like, because well, imagine you're producing perfect. all these eggs, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, no drinking, no smoking, no sex, no drugs, obviously. Um, uh, what was it in during recovery? Like, no, you just rest, you know, no right. running, no exercising, all that great stuff. And how long was your recovery? It was just a few days. Oh, okay. Um, but it was like, uh, it wasn't a huge deal, but I mostly stayed in bed and just watched TV. Um, it, it was like cramping and some light bleeding. Uh, I had mentioned that um, I was going, I had gone through a divorce uh, prior to this. And so I have kind of like a mortifying story. I was, I started to see this other guy and he had come over to check on me because I was still like crampy and you're not really supposed to like bend and get up and do, you know, overexert right. yourself. So he came over to bring me food and like check on me uh-huh. and my dog wouldn't come out from underneath my bed. And I was like, can you please just see why she's under, like what she's doing under there, you know? Uh-huh. And um, <laughs> he gets under there and he's like, she has pads. <laughs> she had stolen my pads and taken them under there and shredded them. And it was a disgusting, bloody mess under my bed. And this poor man had to go under there. We were just dating, like barely dating. <laughs> this poor man went under there and <laughs> cleaned it for me. Like the same he is. And we're married now. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad that I have a happy ending. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And not that there's anything wrong with periods or anything like that. It's just right. like, we just met, you know? Right. like Way to like throw him on in there. Oh my gosh, I think I would be mortified too, especially since physically you can't be like, I couldn't, oh, yeah. I got it, I got it, look away. You know? mm-hmm. Yep, yep, nope, it's okay, it's okay, I'll take care of this. No, nope, he had to take care of it for me. So not only are you like freshly dating this guy, you can't have sex with him, you can't drink, you can't do this mm-hmm. and that, and then he finally <laughs> thinks he's like towards the end, and he's like, maybe I'll actually get to have a good time with this girl, and then he has to clean up yeah. the bloody pad disaster. My, my pad mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, because my dog is awesome. <laughs> hey, it makes the relationship stronger, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> that is such a funny story. I feel like that's something that would happen to me. Like, I'd be like, what's the worst that could happen under the bed? I'll just have him check. And then it's just worse than you could imagine. (laughs) I don't know why I didn't think to, like, my dog won't come out. Like, something's happening under there. She has something. It just never clicked. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you had enough in your mind. (laughs) Yeah. Cue him with, like, a broom, like, sweeping underneath (laughs) my bed, pulling out just, like, shredded pad. Oh, my God. It was so bad. (laughs) You're like, okay, it was nice dating you. Nice to meet you. Have a good life. You probably won't come back. (laughs) Thanks for the soup. (laughs) Yeah, thanks thanks for the soup. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he's your husband now makes that so much better. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, so I did get one more question, and I wasn't gonna Google it before we like got on the line, but I'll ask because maybe you know the answer. Okay. Does donating your eggs affect your overall fertility? I feel like it. I know the answer right? to this because I'm a hypochondriac, and I thought for sure I was going into premenopausal state or something. Oh wow! But no, it doesn't. Yeah, no, I actually. Um, did the Googling for myself and talked to my doctor because I was, like I was saying, I was positive that I was going through menopause. Um, but I guess stress can also affect your period. So I'm not going into menopause. Um, but no, it doesn't affect your fertility at all. Um, you would think it would because we're only born with a certain amount of eggs, right? right. And then you, you know, release those throughout your life. Mm-hmm. But apparently that the medication they gave they give you makes you um, what's, what am I looking for here? Like it makes you, um, all all the eggs that you wouldn't have used, huh? Like over, yeah, over, like overstimulates your follicles and like makes you have eggs ready for harvesting that you would have never even used in your lifetime. Wow. Does that make sense? Well, that makes sense, but it's also, that's one of the ways science is crazy because how does, how does that work? You know, like, I mean, I don't. That's crazy. I mean, that's awesome. But how does your body know, like, which eggs you're never going to end up using? Like, that's just. Yeah. So yeah. when I had, at the very beginning, I had told you, like, I always knew that I wanted more than two children. Like, I wanted three for sure. Mm-hmm. Then because I was going through a divorce and I was like, my life is over. I didn't think that was ever going to happen for me, you know. Right. Um, but, yeah, so I thought at one point I was like, okay, so they took all these eggs from me, right? So do I just like have like the derpy eggs left? Like, do I just have like the, like not satisfactory eggs left? Is right, I like have another low, child? Like the low quality eggs. The low quality one, is it not going to be as smart as like her kids are? <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> You're like comparing IQs. You're give... like, did I give her the ones that were too good? I just wanted to give her the medium level ones. <laughs> Does she have the I, the high IQ eggs? <laughs> But that can't be how it works. I, I no. have to believe that's not how it works. <laughs> no, definitely doesn't work that way. But that is yeah. something I would ask myself. I mean, I'm a hypochondriac, too, about everything. Like, I just Google the stupidest shit. And I Google the stupidest shit when it comes to my son, when he's, like, perfectly fine. So I can only imagine oh, yeah. going through something like that, you know, Googling everything. I can relate because for like a solid three years, WebMD was like my primary care physician. So yeah, I get it. The only time I successfully stayed off of Google was when I was pregnant because it's just too scary when you're pregnant. Like I I was on Google and I was like, I can't like I, I'm not going to make it through the pregnancy if I just keep Googling (laughs) everything. Yeah. 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 Well, so obviously age is a factor. So it, you probably are kind of racing the clock, but let's say age wasn't a factor. Would you um, do this again if somebody else approached you in your life? Or do you think it's kind of a one and done? Um, I would say, I guess it just depends. Like it just depends on who it is and, right. you know, I don't know. I would also say like if age wasn't a factor and I could just donate, like I would do it over and over and over and over again for that, like that check, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like just do it. (laughs) I know you really got me thinking now. I'm like, wow, 
Like my my husband and I are trying to buy in the next few years and it's so hard. Like, you know, in California, the price of everything is going up. So just when you think you've got a handle on it, you know, it just everything creeps up and up. So I'm sure that's like a really big financial incentive for a lot of people. I'm sure. Yeah. When, um, when, uh, I told you that I would do this episode with you, um, and you had sent me over like a few questions, I had texted my oldest daughter and I was like, Hey, just saying like egg donations, seven to $10,000 in like less than two months. Just saying. (laughs) I mean, Hey, I, I have to say selfishly, like, I like that we have an opportunity to make money like this that men don't have. I'm saying yeah, <laughs> it's like, a real des- feminist move. We it deserve really it. Is. <laughs> <laughs> like we deserve it. We should all go donate our eggs, pull the money together and go on vacation without our husband or children's children. <laughs> children. <100%. laughs> no, <leave them> <laughs> Uh, well, thank you so much. Um, again, what an awesome experience like to hear about. And I just think it's so cool of you that you did this for your coworker and just did it because you knew, you know, it would make her life better. And I think that that's hard to come across, you know, people who aren't doing things for some sort of gain on their end. So I think that's really, really cool and inspiring. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, after hearing about how it how it went for you, I have to say, like, if someone who was in my life who was really important to me, like, needed help like that, I think I would definitely consider it because I feel like you've really opened my eyes to how the process works. And it's really it really doesn't sound like it's a life changer or anything. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, it wasn't hard at all, honestly. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I can't wait to, you know, listen back. I can't wait for other people to hear this because I feel like it's a real eye-opener on the process. And just thanks again. I really appreciate it. Cool. Yeah, you're so welcome. Thanks for tuning in to the third episode of Motherhood WTF. If you're enjoying the podcast so far, please rate it five stars so that we can reach more people. Also, I've started a podcast community Facebook page, so you can join it by following the link in the show's bio. Next week, I'm going to talk to a woman who had a baby in her car. Crazy. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you next week.